All right, we're live. All right, welcome everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report, Friday edition. Man, I got a special guest in the house today, an old teammate of mine, former first round draft pick, uh, quarterback, University of Tennessee. A lot of a lot of uh, accolades along the way growing up, and now he's got more bad body parts than I have. So uh, between the two of us, we're we're beat to death. We got Andrew Andrew Buntul Zyke with us, and uh, um, we're going to just talk about the state of the game and some some different things that have uh, taken place. But we, you know, we want to start off with the positive. And that's, uh, you know, Andrew and I jumped on a plane with my son, Dylan, last week. Um, made a decision last minute. Andrew thought we were kidding. Um, <laughs> I said, listen, Japan gets in, we're going. And uh, we booked plate, We booked uh, plane tickets and went down on Tuesday. Um, hung out, saw the game Tuesday night, came back the next day. But what a freaking environment. And overall, what about all the games, Ace? Overall, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was it, was – it was fun to watch the game go back to being like pure baseball because – Teams are playing for their country, right? This is this is like pride at stake. Um, nobody's really caring too much about their numbers, their personal stats, or whatever. And we saw hit and runs. We saw bunts. Um, you know, we saw people beating the shift. Just little things that that you know we kind of grew up with. You and I you know, playing the game, and and it was fun to watch it go back to that when they when they really wanted to win. That's what they did. It was exciting. It was, it, you know, exciting. And to your point, like it's the game that we grew up with, right? right and right. and you and I have had this conversation last week, and it was uh, we started off with the general topic, and next thing you know, you and I went off like we always do, and we sit down <laughs> and talk about the game. But um, it's it is amazing to watch. Uh, you wish the, the the greatest athletes in the game right now would continue to play the way the game was designed to be played, right? The hit and run, stolen bases. Um, you know, just, you know, like you're saying, beating the shift, playing against, and the, and the objective was to just to win a trophy. It wasn't about dollars yeah. at all, Yeah, you know, and you had some of the greatest players in the game and the, uh, the ending was phenomenal. Yep. I mean, it was exciting that, uh, you know, his, uh, two teammates in, in the angels organization, but two of the greatest players on the field right now, and some right. they could be labeled as the greatest players ever in the game. Yeah. Going toe to toe. It's a face off. And, and they're, you they're know, saying it was the most watched baseball game in history. And so they're, they're estimating almost a hundred million. See, so we were we were trying to put numbers on it, and yeah. it was I think fifty five was the most, right, or forty five. I think it was sixty five. Sixty five. It was Japan versus South Korea. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a big game, but it was almost a hundred million. They're still waiting for the final numbers to come in from some countries. But the cool, you know, the, the the you know, I mean, so much of that was cool. Every bit of it was just off the charts fun. Um, but the fans of Japan and the fans of the United States. It was just, it was mixed. I mean, it wasn't like anybody had like Japan was way over here and U.S. was over here. No, it was. Everybody was. Everybody ah, it was great, man. Yeah. Everybody was having a good time. People were dressed up in like Kabuto outfits, and yeah. you know, and you know, you got guys walking around in USA flags and suits, and yeah. so the environment was really cool. And I, I, you know, I brought this up, you know, a while back, but you know, my dad and I had a special moment when I was growing up. I was seventeen, and he took me to the Game Seven of the World Series, seventy-seven World Series, when Reggie Jackson hit three home runs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as my dad's aging and he's in his 80s now, you know, not all the memories are are as sharp as ever, but this one never leaves his mind. You know, that night there, watching his greatest moment in, uh, you know, in baseball history at the time, three home runs in, in the, you know, in 77 World Series by a, one of the greatest hitters ever. And um, so now I got to share that with Dylan. You know, we went down to this environment. It would have been great if, you know, if Trout would have tied it up. With yeah, a home that, that would have been cool. that would have been cool. But here's the interesting thing: we're talking about the state of the game, right? And Andrew, I think you brought this up. The pitch clock. If the pitch clock was at the WBC, Otani would have went over the number every single time. Is that right? And Trout would have walked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh. Speaking of the pitch clock, what do you think of it? 
Well, we were just we were just we right were chirping about this in, on the way yeah. there. I, you know, I I understand the speed of the like you know I understand speeding up the game like Andrew does. I don't think it should take the moment away from the situation. That's the part that bothers me. And then what happened yesterday with Devers in Boston and. He's out of the box, and I'm watching. I'm watching the highlight, and all of a sudden the umpire comes out, and I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the pitch clock, and there's still time on it, and he's and he's pointing at the guy at first base, and he didn't get back to the bag in time or something like that, and then they strike Devers out, and that's. I mean, yeah. it's not the game. It's not the game. I saw some spring training games end on a cold third strike because yeah. of the yeah. pitch clock. I, I mean, I think there's speeding up the game is 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 a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, but. I'm always too. I'm like, and I think you're probably the same way. Just let's let the players kind of police all that. You know, right. they'll keep the pace going, and if the and if they don't, that the umpires say, "Hey, let's go." You know, teammates will say, "Let's go." Managers will say, "Let's go." It's it's it's, it's to the guys in the minor leagues to condition these guys that when you get to a certain level, this is how it has to be. Get the ball, get on the bump. You know, now they got to look at the watch. They got to get the sign. You know, they got to go yeah. through all this other stuff. Yeah. But you know, but if you if if you're educated along the way. To go, okay, you know, you know what your internal clock is. Right. You know, it's just like timing anything else, right? You know what your internal clock is. Mm-hmm. So that should, the, the clock shouldn't affect that game. Our game has never had a clock to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's it could play on forever if it's if it's a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's I'm I'm not opposed to it, but like Andrew was saying, maybe you know, maybe it's not 15 seconds or 20 seconds. Maybe it's you know a little bit more. And you got to just like, hey, dude, speed it up. You know, yeah. let's go. Yeah, um, I think there'll be some pitchers who manipulate it too. You saw Verlander, or not Verlander, but uh, uh, the guy with the Mets uh, came over from Washington. Um, sure, sir. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's standing on the mound, and it gets to like the second before. Yeah. And the guy's in the box just holding that for like 10, 12, 13 seconds. Right. And then he throws a fastball, you know, right, yeah. right at the number. Right at the number. Catch up. Yeah, it's like the shot clock, yeah, you know? It yeah, it's definitely a shot clock and then a pitch <clears> clock. So. Yeah, there's going to – again, they're doing the same thing with the shift. They figured out how to beat the shift, right? Exactly. They're bringing the outfielder over now. Yeah. They're bringing the left fielder over to play behind. Uh, so, it's you know, they're always going to try to find a way to do it, and you're going to keep having to modify it. I just – you know, the shift is another piece that I just – I just – the shift I don't like I, – I, I mean, I know it's a defensive thing, but it's taken an athlete off the field, in my opinion. It's yeah. taken the second baseman out of the game that was as athletic as the shortstop when right. we were coming up, right. right? You had these two defenders that could uh, that were rangy guys. Now you're going to stick a dude out there that basically doesn't have to go left or right. Yeah. Just catch whatever's at you and drop 20 bombs and drive in 85 to 100 RBIs if you can do it. Right. Yeah, that, I, the, a better idea would be to stick the third baseman out there, but then now you're really messing with the pitch clock if you do that. You yeah, got, you got to run back and forth. That's right. It's, 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 it is. It's a haul, and then you know, and not, and no extra innings. Yeah, you know that part is, uh, you know, that's 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 part of managing your team, and that's part mm-hmm. of you know, an extra inning game could have an effect on the on the end of the season in terms of a game won and lost, depending on how you manage out your ball pen in that game, because you could go into a series less arms, yeah. turn around, lose two or three games, and at the end of the year you lost two or three games, you lost the, right. you know, right. your uh, your division by two I, or three. I don't games. care for that either. That the, Facing three batters in a row, I, I mean, it just takes the 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 art of having a really good manager who can, you know, run the game and and run his bullpen, you know, and also too that that three batter rule that's going to take some crafty lefties that's going to end their careers. Yeah, you know, guys are done playing now. Yeah, it's just it's, they took their job away. Yeah, the strategy, the strategy, it's becoming cookie cutter. You know, there's not a whole bunch of strategy left. You know, you know, the hit and run is basically dead. Yeah. Um, stolen bases are, you know, Ricky Henderson might as well just they might as well build all the statues now because nobody's going to catch that number ever yeah. again. Uh, it's so it's it, it is it is a, it is a you know 
a different game. It's a frustrating game to watch. I mean, I can honestly say that I yesterday was probably the first day that I wasn't as jazzed. Like I felt, you know, you probably felt the same thing, you know, our opening days that we had. Sure, I mean, how many of sure. those? I mean, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You're like, the vibe is the same, dude. It's 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 crazy, right? You're excited. You got butterflies fresh. that first game every every year. Every single time. No, no matter, matter where you're many, at. Yeah. Where no, you're at. No, we, no matter how many years you play. Here we go. But yesterday I wasn't like like jacked up like I had to get in front of the TV and watch all day. You know, I was just kind of okay, what was the scores? Who won? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but I'll you know, I'll catch on. And I, you know, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna kind of move off, not stop being a Yankee fan, but I'm gonna move into a lower market team and pull for them along the way. Yeah. 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 A couple of years ago, I started pulling for players, you know, certain yeah. players. Yeah. I would watch certain players playing if it was a good matchup. And I'm 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 a big Arenado fan. I'm a big yeah. Goldschmidt fan. And I like watching those guys play. I think yeah. they play hard. I Joe think Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, I think they right. play a little bit more like the the old school way a little bit. That know? was part of our conversation the other day, wasn't it? We'll get to that. I mean, we, that that attitude of player, we you know, we didn't have fraternization, first of all. Right, I mean, that right. was that was frowned upon. Like, right. if you're gonna meet, if you're gonna run into some guy at the bar that night, you yeah. just as well kick his ass or have a beer with him, right? <laughs> Same either, thing. Either you, take, you take either or, right? You take it, you know, you take it there. But I mean, you know, we didn't meet halfway in the outfield and high five and talk, and you know, I mean, it was, yeah. you know, it was war. Yeah. Um, you know, but now you know these guys. Everything is it's kumbaya, it's social. They're all playing for statistics. They're all playing for big contracts because the money's out of control. But you talk like you know an Arenado, a Goldschmidt, a Ray Mudo, uh, a Real Mudo. Um, you know guys along those lines that are just cut from a different cloth, man. That uh, a trout. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah. they they they're not scattered. You know, they're not fully on every single team. They're scattered. There's a couple guys here and there, and right. it's uh, it's you know, it's getting likes on social media. It's you know, it's 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 different. I don't know, man. It's yeah. I don't know how you manage those guys that don't have the same grit that you would have. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th I think it would be difficult, but I think uh, I think your better teams when it gets right down to it, there's grit there, yeah. you know. And, and we've talked about how the game has changed with not bunting, not hitting and running, not doing different yeah. things. But I think when you get to the the last two teams standing. You, you got the best pitching in the league, and then you got the best hitting in the league, and then you got the best defense in the league. And I think they play the World Series a little bit more straight up. Sure, they do. Uh, yep. Then, then they then they play during the regular season. So I do like watching um, the the championship series, and I like watching the World Series because I mean they're playing for something, you know, last man standing. You know, I, I think that's good. We were talking about the, the WBC when we started the show. You know, the difference between the United States and Japan was. We had figureheads managing our team. Yeah. And Mark DeRose is a great guy. He's a good dude, yeah. right? Um, you know, then you got Griffey there as a hitting coach. Like, you know, you're a hitting coach for two weeks with somebody. Yeah. You know, like, what are you going to tell them? You know, well, get, you played get, with get, Griff. I, yeah. I had Griff for two yeah. years, and so Griff could hit. Yeah, there's not a whole bunch you're going to tell him, right? No. I mean, he could hit standing on his head. Yeah. He's just one of the, one of those guys. But you know, so they're putting all these figureheads there. But you know, we, we're watching the game, and we happen to be sitting next to Bobby Witt Jr.'s parents, and. uh you know, peek it over. Like, are we going to steal a bag? We're going to hit and run. Andrew's calling for bunt, you know, three different times. And, you know, he's like, we need to bunt here. He was ready to bunt trout, I think, or yeah, whatever. He's yeah, like, yeah. you know, move him over and go. But, you know, we weren't, we weren't looking to manufacture runs. We were playing old school, hit the three run home run, or right. let's just wow right. the crowd that way and draw the excitement instead of just winning the game. I mean, if that, if we would, if we would have won that game, that place would have been, oh my God. It was nuts, oh. man. I mean, it sounded, it sounded nuts just it was, watching it on TV. And I, I watched some of it back too. And like TV <clears throat> compared to there, you, yeah. 
it's it's a big difference. Yeah, and you, you were saying it was the loudest game you've been. to. It's the loudest game I've ever really? been to. You know, and I've I've been in the you know the King Dome with two thousand people. Yeah. That got loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, but that you know it was uh, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, and it didn't and, stop. Uh, the noises kept going. Like, yeah, I mean something Japanese USA all the chance. time. You know, yeah. it's funny. So we're chanting USA, USA, and then the Japanese are saying something like, "I don't know what yeah. what are they saying." They could have been like, "Screw USA" or something. We didn't know. They're <laughs> chanting. Though. It was. I played in Asia my last year, and the teams are owned by companies, right? Yeah. And uh, so you got one team hitting, and they're employees of this yeah. company. They have to come to this game. So they come and they're chanting. Yeah. And then when the other team comes up to hit, the employees of that team, they're chanting. So it's nonstop chanting. Yeah. It's just like yeah. my, my first week of baseball. I'm like, <clears throat> I got to get some earplugs or something. Man. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is, this is nonstop noise. Well, if it would have been Mexico, it would have been loud too. Yeah. You know, it would have, it would have been Venezuela loud. too. Yep. Yeah. Venezuela. I was impressed with, with Mexico. Yeah. yeah. They had, yeah. I, Randy and uh, Rosarina is my new favorite hitter. Yeah. A guy can rake. Benji Gill, remember playing against yes, Benji I Gill? Do. Yeah. Yes, I do. It's funny looking at these guys now. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't know if we were standing next to them in the yeah. freaking airport anymore. Biggest disappointment yeah. was uh, Dominican. They, I thought they would have made a run yeah. for sure, but you know, it's baseball. It is. it is. It is. Listen, if it wasn't for Turner, Trey yeah. Turner, I mean, we wouldn't have been in the finals. Right. I mean, he had you know he had those two games that were just you know. What do you have? Four or five home runs? He had four. I think overall four, four, four yeah. or five. Yeah, yeah something like that. But. You know, just, uh, again, no manufacturing of runs. So, you know, you and I, when you were when you were uh, hitting coach with the Yankees and towards the end of there, we had the conversation about the sabermetrics involved right. in all that and, um, you know, how that kind of tainted things for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, 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 different, a different component than what we grew up with. And, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, take away the mental approach to everything and it's just, you know, it became, it became numbers. It became hunting a pitch and try to get it in the air. Yeah. And, and, and our analytics department literally came downstairs in spring training and, and had a, had a hitters meeting. And of course I'm in there and they're like, look, we don't care if you strike out. We just want you to lift the ball airborne to the pull side of the field. Yeah. And we, we need five or six guys in here to hit 25, 30 homers and we'll win this thing. Doesn't work that way. No, you know, it doesn't. You got to pitch it and catch it a little bit, you know, manufacture here and there. Yeah, you know, because we'll go to a big league game, right? We'll, you know, we're way to get in early, whether we know somebody get in, like you, we did when uh, when you were there. We went and watched BP and yeah, all that. Yeah. First round is still oppo. It is, but it doesn't. That doesn't go into the game that way. No, no, I don't know. I, like I, I watched Josh Donaldson when he was in Toronto, and he literally—I mean, this was one of the most prolific home run hitters of of that time, 15, 16, right. 17. And he was literally hitting ground balls down the first base line. His first round of BP, 10 swings, he was trying to stay on top of the ball and let it travel. Yeah. Now he got in, he got into the games, and then it was more a little little bit more, let's get it in the air and right. do some damage. But, um, yeah, they used to. I mean, that's the way it was taught. We were taught to hit the ball low the other way. You know, I mean, we had hit and run, move them over, uh, score. Sure, runs, yep. you know? yeah. Even had a squeeze round yeah. back, back in those days. But um, it, it's 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 changed nowadays. It's literally literally who hits the most homers. That's why I like the the, the last two levels of postseason because pitching's a little bit better, and you're going to have to do some different things to score runs. Yeah, yeah you're, you're competing more with two strikes in that scenario than yes, you, you are, are during the season. Home, I mean, home, I, home run hitters don't hit as many home runs when you're facing Verlander and nope. Scherzer and those guys. So, 
No. But so, you know, the game, the you know, you transition, the, the game in the minor leagues, I mean, they, obviously they have to teach the same thing, you know, because these guys have to be prepared when they get to the big league club. This is what we're expecting of you guys. But most of the guys that are coming out of college are not power-driven guys, right? They're, they're hitters. So now they get into the minor league system, and then you're breaking down these good athletes and, and changing everything for them. That doesn't always doesn't work out. I mean, you got guys that just have raw power, right? You know, and they they, they you know that's just that's just how it's going to work out for them. They're going to hit, the, you know, their their BP, their misses are going to be fly balls, not ground exactly. balls, right? Exactly. So, um, but the change, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the hitting side of it because you know you did that for what nine years as a as a, in the big leagues as a hitting coach, and yeah. uh, you know the. Um, the lifting the ball action is not taught the right way. I mean, we knew guys that could, you know, you could, you know, DP got in the back leg, you know, and you created that, that, that natural launch angle. You weren't, but it's being taught by guys that just, they can scoop the ball up and throw the ball up. And you're teaching guys that are nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old that are, you know, that they put the ball in the air when you can't do, you can't hit for power until, until you learn to hit. I totally agree. Um, I, I see a lot of it now with uh, this high school group that I'm working with. They, they like to get on that backside, post up that front leg, and then everything is working uphill from the backside. Right. And um, like you said, they just don't have the bat speed and strength to actually yeah. pull that off. You know, there's very few people who, who, who do, you know. Uh, now, if they could just kind of get it more centered and get a little flatter through the zone, uh, there's a couple of them that have bat speed where they might jump some ballparks here and there, yeah. you know, but trying to lift it, that just takes pure brute strength. Trying to lift it takes great backspin. It does. And that's, you know, that, that creates it. it. So when I, when I was in Oakland, you know, we, they, they brought four of us out there, two middle infielders and two power hitting guys. And uh, the guy was doing his thesis for college. And this is all before the, you know, the saving metrics and all this other stuff. And he's just trying to determine, you know, what, you know, why these guys, other than being bigger and stronger, you know, because yeah. timing is timing, right? If I got, if you, if you're hitting a ball with had more power than I did and I'm hitting one, they said, okay, the objective is to hit a line drive up the middle. Our timing is going to be identical. Yeah. We're going to get to the ball at the same time. Right. But your torque, your force, your strength is going to create more backspin. And right. that's what the guy was figuring out. Like, okay, how does, how come? Because they're stronger. And when they make contact, you know, they're creating more, yeah. more backspin this you know this is li- that's lift that's, that's lift le- that's lift yeah. and there's not a lot of spin with that in fact you see more top spin lift than you do right. back spin or uh, underneath the ball lift um i i see i see a lot of uh it, it today and I, I spend a lot of time with young kids right now i see a lot of young kids doing things that are, are not going to help them even when they get to an age where they feel like they can hit some home runs and some of these high school ballparks are small um, you know, and all you got to do is just hit through a ball and, and, and catch it out front a little bit. You end up clipping it with backspin. But I see all these kids trying to do this, and I'm seeing numbers. I'm seeing numbers, uh, batting average numbers, production numbers, strikeout numbers are through the roof with these young guys, and they're too good athletes to 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 be having at bats like that. Um, now there's some good arms in the area, but uh, but still these, these guys are committed D one guys who are just, in my opinion, going about it in a, in a very difficult way where to, to, to give them an opportunity for success down the road. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there's some good guys and the, there's some good guys in this area that kind of understand the concept and, and, and have the ability to teach it. And then there's just the, but the majority doesn't, the majority doesn't come from experience. Yeah. 
right? And I think that's a big piece. You know, we talk about the older we get, the more wiser we get. We yeah. gain this wisdom and all this, you know. But, you know, the other part of it is we – even though we had hitting coaches when you and I were coming up, right? right. I mean, we had Charlie Manuel that was a power hitter in Japan yeah. when we were here with the Knights, right? right? Charlie just wanted to see people hit home runs. It was yeah. fun for him to do that because that was his game. He wanted to get out there and try to hit And he runs. did. Man, him yes, and Tommy go toe-to-toe and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, throw bombs out of that little park. Hell, I hit freaking 10 there. <laughs> you know how small that <laughs> yeah. park is. <laughs> um, but the, uh, you know, the, the approach is missed. In the yeah, game, you know, the, the the paying attention to the pitcher. But going back to the point was, you know, we had hitting coaches that, you know, that could talk, approach, you know, talk about uh, situational hitting. Um, wasn't necessarily all that mechanical. We figured it out on right, our own. Right. You know, I, you know, I grew up mimicking guys. And right. that's how I figured out which worked for me. And I tell you, you know, in the, in the last few years since working with younger players, uh, I have gone to, like – way less mechanical stuff. I, I think that our young players today are just overloaded and inundated. Robotic. They, they're becoming robots. Yeah, and, Go back and, to square roots. And they have no yeah. feel, yeah. right? So I don't know what feels good. I don't know what feels bad. I have I have my result to look at yeah. and, and see how the ball came off the bat. But I, I, I just simply have taken it back to it's as, it's as, it's as, as simple as I got to be on time and I got to see the ball. Yeah. That It starts with that. And then some version of I'm going to stay behind the ball. Now, that doesn't mean my entire body is sitting back, but my right. head's going to be behind the ball. My hands are going to work inside it, and I'm going to stay through it. And then I've maybe two or three different T drills. I think the T is probably one of the best uh, training devices that, that, that baseball ever came up with. And I put them in drills that force them to swing it the right way if they're going to hit a line drive to the back of the cage. And – I, I just I, I talk more about feel. I don't tell them what I see unless they ask, but I talk more about feel. What'd you feel? That was a good swing. You stayed inside that ball, you got through it. What'd you feel? I think feel is repeatable, right? Feel is finding it out on your own too. It You're is. Right. It is it's it repeatable is. if you if 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 you know if you can figure it out on your own, the right feel. Like the same guy shooting a free throw, doesn't shoot the free throw the same way. True. And you see the guys that they try to teach shoot free throws, they're never consistent, right? Right. So it goes back to my my Jack McDowell thing here is when jack was with us and he got sent down to triple a um couldn't find it because they were trying to change his mechanics instead of allowing it to be who he was like yeah. this is how your body's going to tell you to throw this is how you know you got guys i mean you've had guys that they can drop their hands and go right yeah, yeah. i mean this is part of their timing you know and everybody's well he drops his hands yeah but he drops his hands and then he goes forward right that's his feel or right. the guy that you know the guy like uh, uh what's the third baseman bregman yeah uh, you know great. i mean he he reverse load he uploads right he goes here yeah. to there yeah so that's that's his natural thing that's his, that's his feeling you can't you know but you're gonna say every guy's got to come in here and they gotta stand like this right as soon as you start going through the mechanical part of every single swing this is where i like what you're saying as much as everybody's we had you know we talked to chris Fasami and you and i had a conversation about that 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 podcast as well we talked about feel and approach and you like that loved it so if you if you can figure out an approach, right, which is gathering information to right. what the pitcher is going to throw, what they're going to do to you, right. what location they're going to be in, and right. take that away from him, that's your approach. And if you can get your timing, yeah. which is huge, like you know, time, you know, everything starts with timing with me. It, it, there's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not right. seeing the ball well. I'm chasing pitches out of the zone, yeah. right? Um, my my swing is is not going to be tight, connected, short mm -hmm. to the ball. Um, time, everything starts with time. You start chasing pitches out of zone, your mechanics are broken down too. 
because you're doing different things to, yeah. you know, instead of staying into your. And I think a lot of that too. I think a lot of that has to do with what you talked about with approach without an approach. Um, you know, I'm going to chase more pitches cause I'm basically see ball hit ball. I, right. I'm not, you know, it's not fastball timing, but in the back of my mind, this is a count where he might throw a breaking break, right? right? So that helps me recognize that breaking, but it's just anticipation is all it is. And and when you got to cover two, I mean, I think you got to think big part of the field. You have to. I can't think about just Jack yanking one down yep. the left field line yep. and expect myself to stay on that slider. You know, I just, uh, but but I, I I don't like I don't like getting into the mechanical stuff anymore. I just I just don't. I think it's I think it's. Um, they they hear so much mechanical talk that let's just let's just let's let's do this drill. This is how this is what I want you to do. I want you to hit that ball to the back of the cage, and they'll ask me some questions. And say, "What'd you feel?" And I felt like my front side. Okay, we'll just get the hands moving out front. Mechan- mechanics will paralyze you yeah, because if you're taking mechanics to the dish, yeah, that, you're done. You're it eats done. up time just to you know think that you got to you know, cook step by step instead of just getting in there and feeling and, and going. That's why I like, I, I like watching, I like watching hockey, right? Because hockey is perpetual motion. Yeah. You can't be boom, 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 boom. You right. got multidirectional and you're moving and there's a flow to everything. Yeah. So we go watch big league games and people don't realize how fast that game is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, but it looks so smooth, right? right. And these guys are smooth because there's a rhythm to everything they do, whether they're throwing a, throwing a pitch whether they're blocking a ball, whether they're fielding a ground ball, there's a there's a there's a rhythm to it, there's a smoothness to it. Where the mechanical part, if everybody was thinking mechanics, yeah. you know, it's how many balls growing up did I throw off a wall? How many balls did you throw off a wall? How many balls how many things did you just throw in the air and hit? Not even think. I used to hit rocks all the time. Yeah. Right? So people you say, and Andrew's heard me say this before, like, how did you get a feel for hitting a breaking ball? I hit more wiffle balls in my life. I had this guy in my that came out from Brooklyn every <laughs> summer, Dominic Tutron. Had the nastiest freaking wiffle ball, breaking ball, and we played one on one in the backyard all the time. And then it looked like Yankee Stadium to me. Realized I drove back there a couple couple months ago, and it was like, you know, thirty yards away. (laughs) But you would, you know, but you they're going. He's going to throw that dirty freaking that dirty pitch. Yeah. And uh, but nobody has that. I mean, it's not there. I mean, it's just you know everybody's geared up for fastball, and. No two strike approach. There's, there, yeah, there's that. That's disappointing too because strikeouts have to matter. You know, strikeouts. Yeah. I, I kept a stat, and I actually got this from Clint Hurdle over the years. But fly ball outs, lazy fly ball outs, non productive fly ball outs, and strikeouts combined. That number needs to be at a certain at a certain number, right? Yeah. So, in in a major league game, if or a nine inning game. You play uh, if if you have thirteen or less, there's a pretty good chance you're going to win the game. You've had productive at bats right. mm-hmm. where they had to they had to had to record outs yeah. um, in, in in a game that we had last night in a seven inning game, twenty one outs. There were sixteen fly ball out strikeouts combined. You played the game with one <laughs> inning and two thirds, one and two thirds of an inning of productive outs. Yeah, you don't win games like that. Those are the statistics that are coming up on sabermetric stuff, man. Those are the things that are just being, you know, you know, as a baseball guy, as a baseball rat, learning from baseball rats that have been around for years and years and years. That's the part of wisdom, right? Yeah. So I don't think any algorithm or any freaking, you know, sabermetric can can tell you exactly, you know. And so the guy knows that, and that's his approach to go to the plate is don't put the ball in the air. 
You know, like it wasn't for me to put the ball in the air. If I'm putting the ball in the air, I have no chance of. I mean, we played together. You yeah. know, I mean, you knew my strength, you knew my weakness. Yeah, you, you hit low line you know, That was it. I got, I got to stay on the ground. I got to put pressure on the defense. So with two outs, you may have the chance to strike out because you can change the game with a swing, <clears throat> right? Um, but I couldn't do that. So with two outs, I had, to, I had to take an approach of I'm just trying to shoot like you're talking about. Uh, Donaldson just shooting balls down. I had to shoot balls that side of the field, and everybody in the park knew what I was trying to do. Yeah, and we were competing that way. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's 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 sad because that is a piece that everybody teaches now. Everybody wants to be a coach. Everybody wants to understand they can go on this freaking phone and they can find some dude and they're going to say that's a great drill. Let's go do it. Yeah. Well, do you know the purpose of the drill? Right. Do you know why? You know, do you know why you're doing it? But well, does that no- drill make you feel? That's my point. So if you got good feel, then you could take an approach to it because you're not you're not thinking mechanics. You're thinking right. you know what else to do. So I, I, you know we 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 live in the in the college world and the high school world now. You know more than the travel. You know you know yeah. showcase. You got the you got the younger guys. We've kind of moved away from the younger guys, but yeah. You know there's just not enough people out there teaching these good athletes because there are a lot of good athletes out there. You see bat speed, you yeah. see strength, you see speed, you see all these things, but you don't see the baseball player. And you, you and see the showcase, and guy. you don't see some of their training. Like when we were at WBC, Trey Turner, Nolan Arenado, Tim Anderson, they were in the same BP group. Uh, they had five rounds. Their first two rounds, it was oppo ground balls, hard hit ground balls right. the other way. And then they slowly worked it up. It's like people see these highlights of home runs. You're like, oh, that's how I need to swing. Yeah. Rather than the last round, they flip yeah. the field and exactly. have some fun. Yeah. 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 Unless you're Otani and you go off the jumbotron oh on the first swing. Oh yeah. Unbelievable, man. Nuts. I was sitting here. Here comes Otani. First pitch in BP. Nobody hit the jumbotron. No. Nobody. Not. He hit it twice. Last swing. First swing. Last swing. I mean, swing. how far How far is that? I, I don't know. 470? It's 450. It's 450 Jesus, or better. man. But it wasn't like you know. It's, it's just gonna nick it. It was just <laughs> knock it. It over. was it was off. And then he comes and, in and, and he throws one hundred. One hundred two. Yeah, one hundred two. It was uh, it was sick. Yeah. So that's you know the, the game overall is frustrating because you know defense is the same way. You know, I mean, you had a flow. You know, I, I watch I watch I watch defenders. Right. Nobody picks up signs. Nobody watches signs. Nobody leans on an off speed pitch. Right. Nobody realizes anything to the third baseman. They stand in the same place all the time. Yeah. And it's static. Yeah. And there's no movement of feet. There's no, you know, the best infielders I could ever watch is pitch gets thrown and a guy check swings and all four infielders, right? Move in the same direction. Right. And the ball wasn't even put in play. Right. Yeah. So they don't understand how to read hands. Right. It's uh, and it, it can't it can't be taught. That's that's feel, and that's uh, you know, light on the feet. I watch outfielders not moving. I watch stupid shifts and stupid situations, and it's it's just, I don't know. It's everybody trying to. You know, it's funny if you just pay attention. If you're on the field and you just kind of pay attention to what's going on, you'll you'll start to do some of this stuff, right? You'll start to just like you would think intuitively. Okay, if he's gonna pitch this guy away, I'm 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 in my mind. I'm yeah. thinking glove side, right? You know, right. I got to cover some yeah. ground. Yep. Um, but it, it's it's um, it's the same way with 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 hitting too. There's a lot of different ways that you can go up there to prepare yourself for a bat. I was always big, not always, but when I got into coaching, uh, I was big on watching video and finding guys who tipped. And believe it or not, in the big leagues, there's more guys sure. in big league baseball yep. who tipped their pitches yep. than in high school baseball. Yeah. But there was a kid that we we were facing last night. He's a Louisville commit, and um, he was he was closed glove on fastball, yeah. and whenever he threw his change up breaking Fan ball, he yep. fanned it bigger in life. And I'm showing yep. these guys, I'm like, "Do you see that? Do you see that? I can't see it. I don't see what you're seeing." Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, "Okay, 
I mean, he's telling you what he's going to throw. If yeah. you can just see that. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, and the, you know, it's, it's picking up pitches, having a relay from second base, just, you know, yeah. just different scenarios. I mean, yeah. some of these catches set up so early, it's just, okay, don't tell me what's coming, but tell me what their location is. Yeah. You go from there. So, you know, the, the, the college, I, I, I've, I've, Learn to enjoy the college game, you know, because it's it's like it's like watching a college basketball. There's always Cinderella stories to, you know, right. that they're not the best players all around. Right. You know, there's there's I mean, there's a lot of guys in the Division One baseball that don't belong in Division One mm-hmm. baseball. Uh-huh. It's like the big leagues, right? There's you know, there's certain guys that get in that, you know, should be or even pro ball. Let's just say yeah. pro ball. A lot of guys get drafted that may have had that one day that showed like I was something, but they weren't. Um, but yeah. you know, the the college game is manufacturing runs. But, you know, it's I'm seeing with Velo, you know, everybody's trying to throw hard. Right. ERAs are out of control. Yeah. Um, you know, batting averages are not what they used to be. Power numbers are even down compared to, you know, what we've seen uh, in the past. There's, there's very little pitchability, right? And the guys that are calling the game are living off of hard and not living off of change of, change of speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they don't trust it, but I think that's not the point. I think the point is they don't work on change of speeds right. that don't work on when they're at the plate going the other way with two strikes or yeah. doing something like that. So it comes down to coaching. Yeah. It comes down to coaching it comes down what, you know, what you have as far as your players and having a feel for your player and knowing what they're capable of doing, right. but you got to figure something out. If you get, if you, if you're running a high ERA on, a, on a, an entire pitching staff and you're calling the same pitches over and over and again, and they're all velo, I don't care what level you're at. Timing is going to get you at some yeah. point. You're going to figure out everything's hard. Yeah. So I'm on go every exactly. single pitch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. I also I also think that um, if they could get to a point where they could command the fastball, I think the fastball everybody pitches away. Right. Everybody pitches away. Right. So if you if you if you can teach your pitchers, at least your starting pitchers, to be able to command a fastball, enter third of the plate, squeeze him, make it a little tight on him a little bit. Now you can now you now you can go to your fastball away or your breaking ball away. You know, but I think if you establish, and it has to be a starter, it can't be a bullpen guy yeah. coming in. It's got to be a starter. He's got to make everybody, hey, he pitch in, he'll pitch in. They're thinking about it now. They're just not covering out there like they, like they Adam, normally do. Adam Wainwright. Yeah, that's him. There, there's He's a fear. There's, it, there's a fear to these in. guys pitching in because they think, you know, I mean, they've been so conditioned to throw away, 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 away. Yeah. To go in is not the norm. Yeah. To pitch in is not the norm anymore. And now, you know, if and, and you don't see the adjustments of hitters, right? You don't see hitters making adjustments. They no. get in the box, foot in this hole, foot in that hole, and they're in the same place every time. I got a guy that's fishing fastballs outside all day long and breaking balls off the back off the dish. I'm taking that hole, I'm taking a hole inside. Part of the plate away. Yeah, just get up on it. So the catchers don't don't catchers don't you know we might we get up and guys looking up and down looking at your feet checking you out. I mean he's looking over at you on deck seeing what type of swing you're taking. Yeah. Catchers don't yeah. catchers don't help pitchers anymore, yeah. or not enough, or yeah. not or almost nil. Right? They don't come in. It's like guys out of the zone. Put your glove on the ground. Change yeah. his eyes, dude. Right? Show him something. What What do you think about the radar gun? I'm I'm kind of thinking it's it's kind of purposeless now too. You know, we, we see we see guys trying like you were talking about, guys are trying to overthrow, right? And then and then as a hitter, you go to you go to your your academies and you're trying to hit a ball off the tee as hard as you can. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. The radar gun? Just the radar see, gun. Like you said, if 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 somebody has velo and they can command it, you know, so we went to see Wake Forest um early in the season, uh, and they were facing UNCW where Dylan's going. And um they brought a kid in ninety eight. And he was at the knees for two innings on the black. Okay. 
I'll take that velo, right? right? You right. know, and if he wants to elevate mass guy, he's probably going to punch somebody sure. out. You know, so that I'll take. It's it's the velo that you know these guys. And again, the they eyes are going all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to max out. and They're going with their head. Nobody's picking up the target. Nobody's darting. But nobody very. I mean, if it's ninety eight, they're saying okay, he sat ninety eight to ninety seven. 98 to 97 to me, if, okay, I got to time 98, 97. I'm going to time, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he throws a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, I'm rolling over on it. Yeah. But they don't come off that. Yeah. They don't choke one off. They don't do yeah. everything. Now it doesn't even right. have to be a changeup. So, yeah. you know, LeVon Hernandez, remember LeVon oh, Hernandez, sure. the, you know, the, the Cuban guy who come over on the on the raft, um, him and El Duque. He said, I would get I would get to parts of the lineup and take off my fastball. I'm not, like, I'm not going to go throw – Jeff Schaefer at 95 mile an hour fastball when I got to face Alan Cockrell, you know, two, three, four, five part of the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, this guy's not going to crush me. So I'm going to throw strikes and I'm going to get him to put it in play and, yeah. and change it up. But that's, they don't do that. That's how you They're going to go ahead and max effort from one through nine yeah. and not vary speeds and not know how to just get people out instead of everybody's got to blow people away. Yeah. And the other part about it is you think about Velo, right? You got to throw three hard fastballs by somebody instead of getting a one pitch out or a two pitch out yeah. and keeping your pitch kit pitch count down. Now yeah. you're three, two, 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 yep. three, one, you know, I mean, you're constantly, you're never like, you know, under nine pitches, under 10 pitches. Yeah. It's not there. We, we preached that, that that's let's throw three pitches or less and, and get it out. You know, yeah. and that was, that was, I mean, I heard that when I was with um, the team that I, drafted inside me the giants they right. talked about in the minor leagues that we're trying to get three pitch outs you know kept the defense ready to go yeah. it was it was good brand of baseball listen as, as an infielder man there was nothing better than a guy that was going to have some you know throw strikes change speeds and people are going to put the ball in play you know some of the some of the most stressful times i've ever been on the field is when i played behind randy johnson early in his career right punch out nine walk eight yeah. on my toes all night long, right. double play situations, cutoff situ- situations. You know, you're constantly like, you know, dude, like I need to take a freaking break off. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, heavy, heavy duty focus. But you know, the, the game is changing. People don't see that. Everything is based on velo. All these velo schools, all this go. You know, and and it's all right here. Like you said, it's all on social media, it dude. Is. You know, I, I threw 95, I threw 98. I got a T-shirt that says I did. Yeah, but you didn't get anybody out. Yeah. And there's a you know, there's a 10 ERA. Like that's you know. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. So, no, but neither, so the game, in, in my opinion, to, to that point is 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 not as enjoyable for us that grew up in a certain certain part of it. Without question, yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, the WBC was just a breath of fresh air to watch. Just just two teams going at it who were trying to win a baseball game. Yeah. You know, that's all. That was the only thing on their minds. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of pressure on these kids now too, mm-hmm. and families to you know to try and get to the next level. Yeah. And uh, so, and it starts. I mean, it's amazing. Somebody said something to uh, to Todd Friedman the other day. I think it was no, no, it was Danny Tolentino. That was uh, we were on the driving range, and buddy of ours. Lake is 13 years old, and his mom was like, "We're never going to play in another tournament. We played in this tournament, and it, you know, it was most competitive. And this is where we have to be to get recruited, and it seemed like." You're 13 years old, man. Right, yeah. Like, you know, what is this all about? You know, the, yeah. the joy and the experiences of the game have disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about anything like that until I was in high school. And I even at that point, I didn't think I was going to go play anywhere. Right. You know, it's just, uh, it, 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 it's sad. It's um, what, what everybody's chasing are the wrong things in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it, you're right. You know, just 
be the best player you can be, help your team win a ball game. And, and really, when it, when it comes right down to it, what coach doesn't want that guy on their team? Yeah. You know, that's who they want. He's going to help me. He's going to make a play. You yeah. know, like you had the toughest job in the game, Shay. If yeah. you were, you you came in and at, at the highest level in the seventh eighth inning, mm-hmm. where if you booted a ball, it, it it potentially could be a big big freaking play. Turn, it. turn around in the game, you know. So, um, you know, being able to do the things the right way that's going to help you stay more consistent. You know, that's why you stayed around as long as you did. Yeah, it's uh, listen. You I, can I pick I, it. I'm proud, proud. I appreciate you saying that, man. I haven't heard say a word about my hitting, though, but that's okay. No, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no you, we talked about your hitting. You shoot it, you shoot it the other way. Although I, I do, I do, I do remember you jumping ship a few times. A couple too, times, huh? yeah. So well, I had to stopwatch on you around the bag. Yeah. <laughs> listen, when we were here, we were here in Charlotte. And they say we uh, that team was a dude team. Oh boy. Holy cow, man! Yeah. We were stacked. I mean, we had we had more freaking high dollar cars in our AAA parking lot than anywhere in the. You we know, could have beat the, our big league team. We could have in a three game series. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, I uh, I'm divorced. My ex wife is living in town, and um, I have my daughter with me. You know, and the game goes into extra innings. Um, so I'm gonna get home late. But in that game, I hit two home runs. Right. Get my home. Get my daughter back to her mother. And uh, opens the door, put the kid down. Next thing you know, she slaps me in the face. Like, <laughs> Freaking, you're late with your kid. I'm like, my job, man. You're yeah, like, yeah. whatever. Right? I hit two homers. So even better than that. Go to the park the next day. This is here in Charlotte. First at bat, hit a home run, right? Three in a row. Never in my life. I run into the clubhouse. I call her up till I'm coming over to get slapped again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but... Yeah, but, uh, you know, that, it, it, I, that part, you know, it does. You're right. Certain people have built at any level, right? I don't care if it's a high school level. Some of the people can't handle the stresses of a high school team, the, yeah, you know, the competition yeah. or worrying about winning state championship or a lot of other things that are going on that I see now is that players are not given the opportunity to make mistakes and they're pulled out of the field or pulled out of the lineup or yeah. they move somewhere, you know, and it's, and it's just, you know, if, if you recognize that something has talent, you know, there's a learning curve there to making mistakes and every level that we went to, you know, right, not everybody right. walks into the big leagues and is rookie of the year. Right. Not everybody that goes into pro ball has a successful first or second year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's a feel to it and you have to be allowed to make mistakes. And when somebody makes mistakes, you can't rip them apart. Now, if they're not working to make themselves right. not make those mistakes, mm-hmm. then, you know, then they deserve, a, you know, a, a a chewing out or, or a benching or something like that. But there's got to be a period of time in there that you're, you know. Yeah, I see a little bit of that. Kids are walking on eggshells, you know, yeah. afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and and this is going to go back to, like, if 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 I prepare in a way to where I'm creating a field, I think that gives you more confidence. If mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing and I can feel what I'm doing uh, and, and self-correct, even in, in, in between pitches and in at bat, you know, I felt late. I got to be on time. Right. Um, little things like that will, will kind of give the give you more confidence to, you know, to go play the best you can. Now, we're always going to make mistakes. That's part of the game. But but yeah, I do see a little bit of what you're talking uh, about. So, I, you know, I, I understand the pressure sometimes because the pressure, especially at the college level, the pressures around coaches to win now. Right. It's not high school. It's not college baseball like it was years ago. Where a guy can get a job and. As long as you don't want to go anywhere, you can stay here for the next 30 years, whether you're, you know, yeah. below 500 coach or above 500 coach. Yeah. But the pressure that's coming from behind the fence from the parents and yeah. stuff like that yeah. is ridiculous. And the other part that's ridiculous is the parents going to the coaches. 
like yeah. directly after the game or, you know, or just, you know, like, you know, step back and understand like, you know, this journey is going to end for everybody at some point. Yeah. And if you can't enjoy it and you can't enjoy your kid out there having, you know, having fun with it, then, you know. Yeah. I didn't see any of that when I was in college. I'm sure it goes on now. Uh, oh, it does. But it yeah. definitely goes it on does. in the high school game. Yeah, it does. definitely it does. goes on. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's all built because of what we're doing with travel baseball and showcase baseball. And if people feel at that point that they can go to it, you know, they can go to a coach and say something. They don't they don't think any different than why couldn't I do it when my kids in college or something yeah. like that. And, you know, it's uh, it's their team. You know, you, right. you know at some point you got to cut the umbilical cord and, and, and turn it over. And, they, yep. you know, and people will jump ship because they don't like what some guy's saying or some guy's doing. But it's just it's, it, I'm burning out on it to a degree. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I and I hate it to that point because I love the game. Yeah, I do. And I always said, you know, somebody told me the greatest coaching job in the world is the guy that coaches an orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, no, no parents, no nothing on top of it, no grinding it out. Yeah. And not everybody's like that. Don't get me wrong. It's and it's the majority of the people are good, but it's always one or two just eggs that just kind of sour the whole yeah. thing yeah. across yeah. the board, and it just makes it, you know, because yeah. it, your energies are are in that direction. So you're coaching a 14 year old team now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've had them for a while. Had them for uh, this be about the third year I've had these kids. Yeah. yeah. So you've group. seen that you've seen the baseball player development in terms of how the game's played. Right. So we we spend time on bunt defenses. We spend time on first and thirds. You know, we do we we run cutoff plays correctly. Um, we teach our outfielders to hit the cutoff man. I don't care how strong it is, yeah. throw it through him. Um, and you know, offensively, we hit and run. We sacrifice bunt and we move runners around. We don't have. Uh, we we added some players for this summer who are going to have a little bit of pop, but they're but we're still going to try to teach a line drive stroke and have them use the entire field. You know, yeah. be a tough out. But we do we do pride ourselves on trying to develop kids so that when they go to middle school or they go to high school, they have a pretty good foundation of how to play the game, and you know, they're hopefully their skills are enough to get them. You've, been, you've been around us, so that we've had this kind of that's been our philosophy forever. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I could care less about high school baseball, yeah, and I know it's going to upset some people or whatever, but I'm not, we're not developing players in our organization to make the high school team successful, right? right? My objective is to get these guys, people are paying to be here because they want their kids to get yeah. to the college level, right? So, you know, you got a parent coming, well, how come my kid's not playing short because you're not going to play short in college, right? You know, yeah. you know, he's going to be a pitcher. He's going to be a PO, put him on the bump and then they leave. And then they find out we go face him. What are you doing? I'm pitching only. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you see that all the time. So yeah. that, you know, the un- unrealistic vision of where their, you know, the kid is going to be. But, you know, as a parent, I'm sitting on the other side. I, I don't want to go sit a whole weekend to see my kid throw three innings. Right. Yep. You know, right. And, 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 you know, we don't everybody else's kid, you know, I mean, yeah. the parents just don't want to do that. So, you know, with our organization, if you're a PO, we give you the option to go. No, no, you know, like you pitch, here's your innings, get you, get you seen, get you done, whatever, go. How many times do they go? A lot of the guys, when they know that, that I can go like, yeah, they don't go. Right. They hang out, you know, Hang with Um, we got one, you know, Tischler, Caleb Tischler, man. He was one of the, like, don't go. I didn't want Tish to go. That kid's entertaining as hell, man. Like stay here. You're annoying, but you're like, I love you to death. Don't go. Yeah. Cause the stuff that would come out of his mouth, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then we let him pinch run every now and then, or he'd be asking me for an at bat. He's always asking for at bat. Oh, he's the best. I'm telling you, you got to understand the kid, but he's, uh, he, he was mm-hmm. a treat. And then I had da- Daniel Bagwell was the same way that pitches for Queens. Bags was absolutely the same way. And I'm, 
finally gave him that bat and he punched out. <laughs> and he's like, "Is it over?" Look at him now. Next game, next game, next game. I looked at the bench. Strikes in this league. Yeah, yeah. Next, next game, we had the game right after the next game. He's like, at the end, of the, like, hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. <laughs> but you know, just enjoying the uh, enjoying the processes and enjoying the dugout. That's the piece that I that I really do yeah. enjoy is inside the dugout with the kids. I mean, it's. I do too, and and it's this is a good age. This this that third that fourteen age thirteen's a tough age because they're jumping fields now, yeah. and it's a, it's a there's a lot to that. But uh, the fourteen age, the kids are starting to mature a little bit, and it's the game's fun. a lot cleaner too. Yeah, yeah. game's cleaner now. They're they're becoming young men, yeah. you know, and and uh, they're excited about going to high school. They want to learn. They want to play hard. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. still a little bit of innocence left in those kids. A little bit. Yeah, as soon as they turn 15, it's like, forget it. They yep. think they're the coolest things on the, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to turn them over when they turn hey, 15. There you go. That's it. You dump them out. Yeah. You're going to dump them out. But... Pass them on to the next guy. Yeah. So, well, what else you got going on, man? I mean, is that you, you just. Uh, that's about it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm literally like, I work with a few kids. I work with a lot of the kids uh, on our team, our 14 new right. team. So, I mean, I'm literally in a ball. I'm in a. In on a ball field or in a cage seven yeah. days a week. Isn't it wild? It's like this, this is what I do. This is all we know, man. This is all I don't. This is uh, you know. This is it. I, got, I got my I got my college degree about two years ago in communication, and I'm like, what am I going to do with that? You know, Dude, I, the only so reason I got is my promised my mom I would get it. You know, <laughs> so, so thirty what thirty eight years later I get yeah. my college degree. Yeah, I get I get laughed at all the time because my degree from Maryland is radio, television, and film. <laughs> Doing well, it. Look. Yeah, right here, I'm on a microphone, right? And my boy's like, "Oh well," and so it's, it's RTVF, right? And they 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 get the letters wrong all the time. It's Ra- like, you know, like, you get yeah. throw some LBGTQ stuff on that. Too, Radio, man. television, and film. There you go. Right we there. did it. We I, I, I succeeded. I, you should I, do radio, man. You'd be a good color guy. Well, you were my you were my first when we did when do I did FNZ. Yeah. You had just gotten a job at the Yankees, right? What were you wearing? Number 64, 62, 62. Yeah, you told me the last guy yeah. to wear it was who was it? You told me, I don't know, it was probably it was me a, in like extended a, spring or it something. Was, it, was, it was a comedian. <laughs> oh, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yeah, right. Congratulations, you took Billy yeah, Crystal's number, Billy Crystal's <laughs> number. But yeah, so when we started doing this, we did it over at FNZ, and uh, they asked me to come in and. You were you were the first the first dude. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I had my wife Polly was on there. We yep, spent more time right. talking to her. No kidding. Yeah, then yeah, She's more entertaining. Than I am. Uh, it's funny because I never had met Polly. You know, just had talked and yeah. before then, and we at the ABCA. Uh, I knew you were around, and then I saw this blonde, and she some said something. I'm like, you're Polly, and uh, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, but yeah, we had some fun here, though, didn't we, man? We had we had we had some dudes. We had some beer drinking, oh. hardcore. Grinded out former big leaguers guys. We had Tommy and Manny Ramirez, Lewis, you know, a couple of pitchers, Sam Horn, his big Sam Horn, George Canale. Yeah, don't, don't forget big Sam's 44 yeah. bombs that year. Oh, yeah, every time remember, he came up, Tommy would come out. I mean, it's hot, right? Yeah, in the summertime, it's hot, it's humid. And Charlie and Jim Tommy are on the field yeah. every day at one o'clock. And Tommy was just hitting soft toss bombs to yeah. left center, <clears throat> and that was one strong dude. And you know he wasn't as big as he was when he got to the big leagues too. I mean, he ended yeah. up hitting six hundred home runs, six hundred plus home runs. That's you know, amazing. we saw him uh, last year. He's because uh, he's a ju- junior college product, and uh-huh. um, so they had the national uh, NJ, whatever national Chris junior Parker. college coaches association, whatever Hall of Fame. And uh, Dr. Parker is part of that. I should get those letters right, but. 
Um, I can't even get RTVF, radio, television, and film. But, but uh, and I saw Jim, and uh, just a big man. He's dude. huge. He's a big dude. But he can he can dunk a basketball when. Yeah, he was I mean, a good he athlete. Was, he was an athlete, really good athlete. You know how we talk about some guys hit too much. Yeah. You know, like like, and I I totally agree. I had a guy in Colorado, Clint Barmer. He'd come in, and he'd get right, and then he'd come back forty five minutes later and get Wrong. just hit himself into a bad <laughs> yeah. spot. And then he'd go out and take BP. Then he came. I mean, he was in four or five times, yeah. you know. Now, Tommy hit a lot, but it was just because he liked to hit. I right. truly believe he just liked to hit. Yeah. I was with uh, somebody, and we were going in to play the White Sox when Jim was with the White Sox. They only had one cage, so we had to wait for them to get off the field for BP before uh, or while they went into BP so we could get the cage. And as soon as they got done hitting, Jim came right back in the cage, something right. he didn't like, and he hit some more. And yeah. he was – he was 40 years old at that time. Just he, he loved the game. Yeah. Loved to hit. Him and Charlie. Come great on, career. Son. And he's and he's one of he's one of the good guys. Tommy was definitely uh I don't know if he's uh he was just simple. You know what I mean? There was nothing complicated about Jim Tommy. Just 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 a good old boy. And yeah, when uh, he talks about it on the on the MLB network, yeah. it's totally simple. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, but that team, I mean, you go Donnell Nixon. I mean, I mean, go across the whole thing. Everybody had been to the big leagues or was on their way to the big leagues. I can't think of anybody. Kenny Ramos, so that was one. Kenny guy. Ramos, yeah, that was that was a tragedy. That was a sad story. Um, yeah. But um, Bo Allred was on Bo Allred, but a bar got a cup of coffee, I think, yeah. for a little bit with somebody. But Donnell Nixon, um, you know, Mark Davidson, yeah, Country. Manny Ramirez. You know, we had uh, Stanette and Jesse Levis catching right. on that yeah. team. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scudder and. Uh, Dennis Cook. Dennis Cook, Cook was oh on that Oh, my God. Too. The trip. I still hear stories out there from different people in the game about Dennis Cook. He still is off the wall as he, as he ever was. was but, yeah. but between him and uh, – between Tommy and Sam Horn, I don't know, man. There, there were some bombs. I mean, every single night it was crazy. But Sam couldn't catch a cold. You no. couldn't put a glove on this guy. He'd get a rash or, you know, he's the worst first baseman I think I've ever yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. In, he was in definitely allergic to leather. But he could he could drop some. He tanks. hit forty four, and then yeah. the amazing thing was was Manny came. He was nineteen years old. Yeah, and Manny came. He had hit seventeen home runs in Double A, and then he played the second half with us. Hit seventeen more for thirty four. Then they called him to the big leagues, and he hit seven. Yeah, kid hit forty one home runs at nineteen years old. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty three impressive. levels. Our our trainer was Lee Koontz, and then our assistant trainer was Alan Tyson. That's yeah. here in town. Yeah, so it's uh. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was it was a good group. It was a fun group, and uh, we did. And we beat uh, we beat the Richmond Braves. Yeah, to, we to had win. some battles with them. Now, yeah, we did. Yeah, but they they had, had, some, they had some young some young guns coming yeah. up, man. The, Chipper Jones and Klesko and the Great Eight, yeah, yeah, Javi Klesko. Lopez and uh, Bolas was throwing harder than anybody else in the game at that point. Yeah, and did that. No idea no what idea. was going. No idea. They had Tarasco. They yep. they had like seven or eight of them that were yeah. like. They all went to the big leagues the next year. Yep. Yeah, there was uh yeah, the grade eight. That's what they were calling. Them. Then they had Grady managing that 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 crew. How about Louis Isaac? Remember, remember yeah, Louis? Yeah. Like Charlie yeah. never threw BP. Louis threw nope, all the time. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees yeah. with ninety five percent humidity and Louis still in three groups. Going, but, uh, and early BP. Yeah. Well, Ace, we got to do this again. Well, yeah, yeah we gotta do a pick 'em. We did this last year. Okay. At this time. We're gonna uh let's share a screen. All right. And we're gonna pick the order from each um, each I'm division. Going with the pirates. <laughs> so each division. So start with the East, Jay. Oh, it doesn't who's... end today. No. <laughs> who, who do you got going in order from? All right. uh, from East. Uh, 
I like Toronto. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, but I like Toronto. I do. I do like Toronto. I like the, I like the youth that they have. I like the, uh, I like that there's a bunch of guys on that team that grew up in big league clubhouses. I kind of understand the pressure of it. Yeah. Who do you got ace? Well, I mean, I, I, I've got to go with the Yankees and then Toronto, Toronto's a close second. Um, you know, Tampa's going to pitch it that they're going to stay around. I got Tampa in that one. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, They're going to stay around the the top, but I'm still going to go with New York. Okay. Who you got central twins twins. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough one actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I just, I think since uh, Lindor left Cleveland, it's, it's, that's not, yeah, the I think same, I'm going to agree with you on, on, yeah. on Minnesota. I will too. Yeah. I will yeah. too. All right. That was easy. West Seattle, baby going small market. I'm telling you, get me to the Pittsburgh. I'm pirates in the East is going to be uh, what? Go ahead. I got, I, I got Seattle. I got Seattle. Winning that division, I got. I got Houston. I do too. I, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they yep. didn't lose any arms. They're they're going to be. I'm hoping the Angels make somewhat of a run. You know, with this is probably Otani's last time there. I I, I can't believe that Trout is just going to finish it there, man. I thought Philadelphia would have been a great place for him to go. Him and Harper in the outfield. Yep. Oh yeah. That would have been uh, that would have been something special. All right, Nash, I, National League. I hate I hate this more than anything in the world. But the Mets are just I just I like the pitching staff, and I think I think Lindor's going to have a year that he's that they've been expecting him to have. But I'm, that I'm 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 pulling for the Mets. I'm going to have to go with the Mets as well. I hate. Did, that. did they I'm find gonna, a closer? Who's closing for home. them? Well, the closer just got hurt for I, the Mets. I, I know. Just, just I know. Out. So so do. Yeah. I'm sure somebody stepped in. There. I mean, you got a three-headed monster in that one. You got Mets, Braves, and Phillies. I think that's going to be interesting. Philly, Phillies are Phillies are um, they're going to be as good as they're pitching. Yep. Yeah. they're going to score runs. Definitely going to score runs. Yeah, I, think I know. I know. Be interesting Central. I know where Andrew's going with this. Yeah, this so, is easy. I'm, I'm, yeah, well, you know what? Pirates. Chicago. Chicago's going to be <laughs> going with the Pirates. Chicago's going to be good this year. They I'm, are. I'm going to go put a hundred dollars down on the Pirates. I'm allowed to gamble now, right? You are okay, and I'm and I might put a hundred on Cincinnati. Oh Jesus, you guys are way off. St. Louis is running away with that one. St. Louis will win that game. Win that's they'll win by fifteen games. Their offense is going to be nuts. What's the odds? Gotta check the odds. I want to know the odds on the Pirates winning it. Winning that division. I I won't have that up right now. Just put a hundred on the division, hundred on the championship, and and then the West (laughs) is the West cut out easy or no? For me, it is Dodgers. Yeah. Dodgers. I think just, Padres this year. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I think Padres. See, Matt Williams is sick. Oh, what happened? Cancer, colon cancer. Oh, man. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah. So I, I saw that the other day, and uh, I text uh, Schilt and just, you know, yeah. we, we competed. You were with Matt in the Giants yeah. organization. Yeah. Were you still there when yeah. he was it before he started? Yeah. yeah. And he's a good dude. Good guy. He, Hard he, nose, he, old man, school. Man, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, so I read that, and I called Michael just said, yeah, you know, he's like everything else, he'll beat it. And but it's uh, yeah, it's uh, that sucks when you hear that. You know, that yeah. just tells you how old we are, man. No kidding. You know, but um, Royals got a home game here tonight. Yep. At Royals. Homeschool Royals. Our, our homeschool not the Queen Royals. Royals. No, yeah. they're not homeschool. They're alternative school. Uh, alternative. Yeah, we like it. So yeah, we. I know, got, a, kid, I know a kid who plays for you guys. Uh, Daniel Eber hit yeah. a home run last night. Now listen, that has evolved into a better team every year, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna change that whole program. And probably it's funny. I saw, I saw that kid play. I didn't even know he was on the Royals. I saw yeah. that kid play when he was 11 years old. Really good yeah. baseball player. Yeah, 
Yeah. Eber. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he's, he's, he can play. Yeah. We had, we had to turn guys See, away lefty, this year. Lefty bat. Yeah. Lefty yeah. bat, lefty yeah. thrower. Yeah. Good arm. Oh yeah. Little guy, but I mean, plays yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah. I remember really watching well. him play when he was young. No, we're, we're proud George of that. Post. Uh, we're, we're getting, we're getting in good places with that thing. Um, and speaking of Daniel Bagwell, he's been pitching well. Bagwell has yeah. pitched well. Yeah. It's uh he's been, he's thrown a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's a competitor. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a, he's, he's a, if he's down in the zone, he'll get people out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, he's done a good job. I, I'm proud of the CBC guys that are, that are over there. Melton and, uh, made off, made off, and, made off close and the doors. Yeah. How's made off doing? He's, he's been hot and cold. He's, yeah. he threw really well the other night. Yeah. Um, he's, his last few outings have, uh, gotten better, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's there, Yeah. you know, it's, it's the consistency of, right. you know, it's not pitching behind for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can pitch ahead, it's different. If he's pitching behind, it's uh, he's he's had some uh, some troubles along the way. But he's you know again, he's a competitor. He goes out there not to, yeah. you know. Melton hit a bomb. Melton hit another bomb. Come off his come off his finger. He yeah. hit uh, he hit one at the Knights and he hit one. Uh, they played in uh, Truist the other You're night there. against App and beat App 10-4. Yep. Melton hit a bomb in that one. Then he hit a uh, – Were you there for a, that one? That hit for his no, bomb? We, went to, we had left. Oh. Um, went to Bob Bob Sinkowitz's retirement party at Primo, and I ate all the shrimp. It was good. Was there. Every <laughs> was one good. of them. It was very good. So, But let's uh, let's do this again, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's always enjoyable. Thanks for and, coming uh, on. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up and make it a, uh, a – every few months come back out and let's just – tear into it man yeah let's just let's get them just just let's just get them like old, old that's right <laughs> well, i appreciate it alan and uh andrew and uh we will do this again next friday we hope uh you guys see to share it please so everybody else can uh can hear our bs peace out Cool.